Welcome to the Haunted Hangover podcast with your hosts Andy and Shauna. Join us each week and settle down with a drink as we guide you through stories and mysteries from around the world, from ghosts and demons to UFOs and cryptids. You name it, and you will probably more than likely have a story about it. So grab a drink and dim those lights and be prepared for a cry. <laughs> oh, I'll just run the intro. Welcome to the first ever Haunted Hangover podcast. So you're here with me, Andy, and Shauna. Um, so since our first episode, we're just going to give you a bit of history about us, because why the fuck not? Uh, so I work in veterinary, so I'm a student veterinary nurse. So I love all those little little fairy animals that come in. Um, and that's how I met Shauna, and obviously we both love ghosts. So that's Ooh. that's why we... <laughs> <laughs> That's why we've sort of decided to do this. So uh, I'll pass you over to Shauna, she'll tell you a bit about herself. Hey! <laughs> so yes, I am Shauna, um, 28. I am a Gemini. <laughs> um, I'm a veterinary care assistant. Um, yeah, so I've worked uh, with animals since I was 16. Um, I love a bit of rum and coke. So those rum people, yeah, a bit, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I love the hor- horror, scary stuff, the unknown, um, being a big passion of mine for a while. Um, and you will find out more on this in my first story. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yes, yeah, so interesting. I'm very excited to start this new adventure with my queen, Andy. <laughs> and yeah, so are you going first? Yeah, so I'll we'll just talk a bit about the podcast. So, um, so we're going to upload weekly, so if you like the episode, then come back, we're going to be doing it weekly. Um, so that's going to be good, good consistency for you guys. If you can, if you do enjoy the podcast, and if you leave us a review, um, that'll really help us get up in the ratings. You can find us on Spotify, um, Apple Music, and Amazon. Amazon, Amazon. Yes. Amazon Music as well. So if you if you like if you like what you hear, then you could, if you could rate for us and give us a review, that'd be great. Um, and follow us on our Instagram, which is the Haunted Handle Podcast. Um, and yeah, the ones that we like, we'll give a shout out in the following episodes. So that's uh, so a little incentive for you. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, we're going to be doing sort of ghosts, demons, cryptids, UFOs, whatever from from the UK and all around the world. So um, yeah, so let's jump straight into the stories. Get your alcohol ready as oh well. Oh my god, yeah, what are you drinking? What have you got? I've got the strawberry lime cobber burger at the moment. I will oh, be going on to the rum. But Hashtag please sponsor it. <laughs> yes, any rum lovers out there or people that might know? Kraken, Duffy Share, Captain Morgan. <laughs> We're not getting ahead of ourselves and asking for sponsors in the first episode. But, you, know, you don't ask, you don't get. Hashtag, exactly. Please sponsor us. Okay, so yeah, I'm on the same. Got my cup of work, so. Have we decided what day we're going to release? So we're going to aim for Tuesday. Uh, it just mm-hmm. depends with how quickly uploads. Everything goes. The, the, uh, what am I thinking of? The, the podcast, since I have to work the magic and get it 
get it out. So we'll try and post on the Sunday, so it should be on the Tuesday for you. So every Tuesday, listen out for a Haunted Hangover podcast from Ian yeah. Shauna. That's right, let's jump straight in. So for our first episode, me and Shauna thought it would be a good idea to talk about ghost stories from where we were born. So I was born in Ashford in Kent, so that's just on the southeast coast of England. Uh, and I'm talking about a haunted pub at the centre of a village called Pluckley. And it's reportedly one of the most haunted villages in the UK with the Black Horse Pub at its centre. And the village was even used in the TV show The Darling Butter May. At one time in village history, people said there were 12 ghosts haunted Pluckley. These included, included a phantom coach and horses, black dogs, white ladies, a red lady with a man who screams at visitors to the small quaint village. Another tale of ghosts in Pluckley was a report from a taxi driver who picked up a customer. He saw the person at the side of the road, at the side of the road and the door open and closed, and when he turned to ask where they would like to go, there was no one there. With all these ghost stories in mind, it's time to delve into the story of the boy in the window. It was a winter afternoon. A slight snow started to fall as I was travelling through Pluckley. It had been a long day of driving and I was starting to get peckish. I saw an inviting looking pub called the Black Horse. The light was starting to fade and the warming lights from inside the pub were glowing, like a lighthouse to a ship guiding me in like a beacon. As I pulled up and parked my car, a shiver went down my spine and I had the feeling of being watched. I put this down to the light changing and being in a new place I'd never been. I got out of my car, taking my big winter coat and putting it on as I left the warmth of my car into the snow and the cold. As I was walking up the steps into the pub, I was admiring the old building and it was easy to think about how this would have been hundreds of years ago. I can't imagine it has changed much as it's quite isolated in the Kent countryside. I noticed a curtain in one of the top windows twitching. I could not see a figure, but the feeling of being watched was looming over me once again. Strange, but I thought nothing too much of it and carried up the path and into the pub. I thought at least it explained my feeling of being watched and must have been someone upstairs staring out. I remember the pub being very inviting. Lots of exposed bricks and beams and open fireplaces that were now roaring and crackling with firewood. It wasn't long before I had to take off my big winter jacket once again. I found a seat in the corner of the fireplace and ordered some food and a pint. I settled into my seat, catching up on messages from my friends and family and looking through photographs of my recent holiday visiting them on the southwest coast. I didn't look up too much, but I remember there being a nice hustle and bustle about the pub. All of a sudden, I looked up after getting the same feeling I got outside the pub, like I was being watched. I was in the pub and realised people would more than likely be looking at me. But this felt different, it felt cold, it felt wrong. A feeling that I had not felt before, and not a feeling I wanted to feel again. All the hairs in my body were standing up. I was sweating out the co- I was sweating and out the corner of my eye I spotted something that looked out of place. It was now very dark outside and the lights were and the lights were dim inside the pub with just fireplaces and some small glowing ceiling lights and the glow of the bar that was all that was keeping the darkness from engulfing the pub. However, I was still able to see the shape of a young boy stood by the bar. There was something about him. He was dressed in old Victorian clothing. He had ash blonde hair and was very pale, almost white skin. What scared me the most about this young boy was the fact that no one else noticed him. People walking right past him and not even looking his way. He seemed to be fixed on me and never broke his gaze. His dead black eyes staring right at me. 
<laughs> I took this. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I took this as my opportunity to leave. But I had finished my food and still had a long drive ahead of me. I stood up and turned around to pick up my coat from the back of my chair. And as I turned back around a second later, the boy was gone. It still felt tense, however, and I still felt like he was watching me with those piercing black eyes. I thanked the landlord and the bar staff on my, on my way out for the food and the warm hospitality and walked quickly to my car, wanting to be back in and on my way home. A light snow was still falling, but the closer I got to my car and away from the pub, the more the feeling of dread and horror faded. I got set up in my car and started to drive away. As I did, I took one last look in my rear view mirror I saw him one last time, watching me drive away. He was once again at the window, twitching the curtain and waving goodbye. Mm -hmm. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Bye. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah. I mean, I would have been at that pub. Like, you wouldn't have even got me in there. Mm -hmm. I've actually visited it um, a couple of years back. Um, yeah, wouldn't get me in there. I couldn't go in there. It is very creepy. It's very, very creepy. That's mad. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my tale of the boy in the window from Pluckley. Why children so creepy? <laughs> kids just are creepy. <laughs> Even kids that are alive are creepy. They yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I need a drink <laughs> after that story. Yes. So, Shola, over to you. What, what's your first story then? Uh, so, mine is something that's actually happened to me. Uh, so, a real life story. It's called The Ghost from Child's Past. A true, a true Christmas tale. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We. Yeah. Let's just say. What can I say about this without giving too much away? Um, yeah, just when you're 13, just don't do what I do. <laughs> Well, that would be a lot of things. <laughs> 13, Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was the year 2006, and I was 13 years old. Living in West London as a child, there wasn't a lot to do to keep us kids entertained, so me and my friends would have to make up our own fun. This would include riding the bus back and forth to different de destinations, riding our bikes over the park, and playing the good old game Knockdown Ginger. But these things were only entertaining for so long. One day whilst watching MTV Cribs <laughs> at my friend Lucy's house, her mum Lorraine happened to mention to us how she had found her old Ouija board. Of course, being mischievous kids that we were, Lorraine had our full attention. To this day, I'm not sure why she told us this piece of information, but she must have known, of, of course, we were going to play with the Ouija board. That night when Lorraine had gone out with her partner, me and Lucy went into full searching mode for the board. <laughs> she tried to hide it. Um, we looked everywhere, high and low, outside in the shed, everywhere. Deep in the back of Lorraine's wardrobe, there it was. We'd found it. Stupid Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course Lorraine. we were going to find it. <laughs> Immediately when we ran uh, downstairs into the kitchen to set up um, the, the board. Full of excitement and wonder, me and Lucy sprinted around the house, turning off all the lights, making sure every window, door, everything was locked. We didn't want any surprises. Um, we were in for a, a real shock. <laughs> um, once settled into the kitchen, um, we'd put some candles on, you know, mood and everything. Um, uh, Lucy on one side of the kitchen table, me on the other. We set out to ask the questions we had prepared earlier. We both looked at each other, placing our um, index fingers on the planchette. 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 <laughs> planchette. 
With a big breath in, I encouraged Lucy to start. She shouted, is anyone there? We sat in silence, waiting, nothing. Lucy tried again. If anyone's there, make yourself known. Move the planchette, come on. Still nothing. Lucy and I looked at each other, the look of disappointment, but also relief on our faces. Suddenly, from the counter, the cat's collar went flying across the room. At the same time, the budgies started flying around um, the cage, bashing against the sides, squawking so loud we had to shove our fingers in our ears. For what seemed like forever, the bird suddenly stopped like nothing happened. Wide-eyed and breathing heavily, me and Lucy turned to each other. I said, let me try asking a question this time. Lucy nodded, still unable to talk, placed our index fingers back onto the planchette, and with a shaky breath, I shouted, hello, is anyone there? We know you are there, stop playing games. Lucy went to say something when suddenly the planchette started flying from one side to the other um, of the board. Lucy jumped up, backing away from the table, fear in her eyes. I am not doing this anymore, she shouted. Come on, Lucy, just one more question. No, I could clearly see Lucy was done. I knew not to push it. We, pack away, we packed away the Ouija board, um, placed it back into Lorraine's wardrobe and both decided to go to bed. The rest of the night went by with no issues. The next day around 1pm, I decided to go home as we had school the next day. My Sunday um, went by. Like any other Sunday, I cleaned my rat's cages out, cleaned my room, showered, got ready for bed. That night, I will never forget. Around 2.30am, I had the sudden feeling I was being watched. I woke up to a figure at the end of my bed. I shut up, standing in the middle of the room, unable to look away from the figure. I tried to speak, but no words would come out. Me and the figure just stood there staring at each other. I closed my eyes and opened them again. The figure was still there. I wasn't dreaming. The figure started moving. I backed away, hitting my back against the wall. The figure took a few more steps towards me and then just disappeared. I stood there just staring into the empty space. I was in shock. I eventually came to my senses and got back into bed. I didn't sleep that night. The next day at school, I tried telling Lucy about what happened, but she didn't want to listen. I tried all day, but she would just walk off or stick, in, stick her fingers into her ears, screaming, la 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 la. <laughs> By the end of the day, I stopped trying to speak to her. I didn't know what to do. Home time came and I reluctantly went home. I dreaded bedtime. I couldn't sleep, scared the figure would appear again. 2.30am came and the figure appeared. This time, I was a little bit more prepared, but still shocked. Wide-eyed, I cleared my throat, asking the figure, who are you? What do you want? No answer. The figure did, um, the figure did to this day, the strangest thing. He just stood at the end of my bed, smiled, waved at me, then disappeared. This happened over and over again over many nights. The figure would appear, smile, wave, then disappear again. To this day, I've never managed to find out who he is, what he wants, his name, nothing. All I know is that since that night at Lucy's house, the figure appears only occasionally, even now, but only smiles, waves, and disappears again. <laughs> I mean, that's... Now I'm hot. That, that, <laughs> it is hot in this room. It is very hot in this room. Um, but what I find, like, interesting is don't you still wake up at, like, 2.30, 3 o'clock? Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. I still wake up at 2.30 occasionally. It's just I tell you a lot, I wake up at 2.30. <laughs> Not what happens. What you know? Get your crystals, that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Crystals to protect you. Yeah. 
But he's never done anything. Yeah. Just, I don't know if that's creepier or not, just standing there watching him. It's not the smile. Like, you'd think the smile would be creepy, but it's the wave. Why are you waving at me? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Maybe he just wants, like, a bed or something. Like, he just wants to go out for like, a party. I'll make sure there's a rum and coke there for him next time, shall I? Maybe he'll be, be like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but we can relax. We've both done a story each now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we were sweating cobs during those stories, we were just so nervous, but I think we've done pretty well, I think those stories, yours especially was a really good one. Yours was, was. Really yours was. <sighs> Deep breath, yeah. Okay, and on that note, I think that's where we're going to leave it for today. So thank you, if anyone. <laughs> Listened <laughs> our first week. We got zero listeners, listeners. Mm-hmm. zero subscribers. So, um, My mum's gonna listen. <laughs> our parents are there for us. That's what matters. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram at the Haunted Hangover Podcast um, for updates on what we're doing, um, what our stories are gonna be, and you can sort of see photos of the stories that we've spoke about today on the Instagram as well. Again, if you can leave us a review, um, that'll really, really help us. Um, and only five star reviews are mm-hmm. anything less. And Sean will curse you or something. Yeah, so I'll get the Ouija board back get out. Get the Ouija board back out <laughs> and the man that smiles at us, she'll send them to you. Yeah. So only five star reviews, please. And um, yeah, and thank you very much for listening. If anybody, if you have any stories yourself and you'd like them to be told, then you can email them to the Haunted Hangover Podcast at Outlook.com and Shauna will be going through those emails and mm-hmm. yeah, we, we'll get in touch and hopefully have those stories on the show. So thank you very much for listening. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.